Welcome to the Brad and Taylor Show. Today we have Matthew Talbot. You're listening to the Brad and Taylor Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue their passions. We're sitting down with some of the best to learn how they got started and some lessons they learned Matthew along Talbot. the way. How's it going, Matthew? It's going fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you on. Yep. Um, okay, so who is Matt and what do, what are you doing? Who is Matt? Um Matt is a uh, Detroit resident and Southeast Michigan native. I am the team lead of the Talbot team. We are out of a small boutique brokerage called Rich Realty in downtown Plymouth. Um, thoroughly enjoy the residential real estate world. Our team is growing pretty fast um, with what I think is the right people um, for the right reasons. Um, yeah, enjoy selling homes in Southeast Michigan. We cover anything within about an hour to sometimes an hour and a half of Detroit in every direction. Um, and, uh, yeah, as far as, you know, side projects, fun family, that type of stuff, you know, I do enjoy spending time with, uh, with my parents, my sister, uh, my girlfriend, Nicole, like going to concerts. It is COVID right now. So there's not lots of those, um, camping trips, vacation to Central America, I have a side project called Moving Motown, which is a community involvement podcast and um, uh, vlog and, and whatever you want to call it, blog, just to kind of showcase the community. So that's kind of my side project, fun project. Um, that's the, that's the spiel. Awesome. So what, did you want to be an agent when you grew up or how, what did you, what were you, what did you want to be when you were little? As soon as I was born, it, my parents gave me a short, it says born realtor. No, uh, <laughs> No, uh, growing up, I actually, I played a lot of competitive golf. Um, was really into golf as a kid. My dad owned a small par three golf course, more of a bar and grill than a golf course. But, um, and my, my grandpa was an assistant pro at Meadowbrook country club, um, in Northville back in the day in the fifties. Okay. So I was kind of, uh, born into a golf family. And so I did a lot of that growing up, but both my business, uh, both my parents, excuse me, own small businesses. And so my intention was always to own my own business. Uh, my path kind of took me in a different direction uh, with college. It was just the thing to do at the time. I don't know if it still is the thing to do, but that's a whole different debate. Uh, so yeah, went to college, went to business school, right? And uh, throughout that uh, journey, uh, really fell in love with marketing, okay? And I, I, I enjoyed the, the marketing aspect of uh, of uh, the business world. And and of course, then when you, you graduate, you go, hey, I'm looking for a marketing job. And guess what? They're like, well, we got a bunch of sales jobs. Um, and so ended up, uh, working for a division of Xerox for a few years, um, but really wanted to do marketing, wanted to own my own business and, uh, eventually got my real estate license on the side through a friend, Eric, Wright. Shout out to Eric, oh, yeah. uh, convinced me to get my real estate license and within about a month or less instantly fell in love with it. I think this is a business you either love it or hate it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I absolutely fell in love with it. I had a lot of opportunities in different directions through, uh, Xerox at the time, medical device sales, lots of different opportunities that I was exploring. And it was a no brainer, took a huge leap of faith, quit my job and started in the real estate business where I could really kind of hone in on that, that marketing aspect and, you know, use some of my sales acumen and business acumen and carries, carries back over to, uh, to the real estate world. Awesome. Is a, answer. Yeah. Had that works. Um, okay. So you kind of talked about, um, you were kind of doing the sales job at, um, when talk about making the leap just to real estate, were you like really all, all in on real estate already and just kind of, kind of slowly transition over to it? Cause you, you did say you made the leap. Was there, would you have anything saved up or what, what was your, what was your thought process there? Credit card debt. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, Eric kind of convinced me to get to get my license. He's like, hey, I think you'll be a great fit for it. He was doing some really cool stuff from a social media standpoint. And I really did always enjoy the marketing. Like I was always a decent student. Like I could not show up and get like a three, 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 five right in school. But, you know, when I when I got into my marketing courses, I really enjoyed it. And I kind of hit it full force since like four point through the last two years of school and college and stuff like that. And so I really did like that. And I just didn't really find my path. And when Eric kind of showed me that the, the real estate business, that I got my license. I was like, this is it. This is exactly what I want to do. I can scale a business and have it be a hundred percent contingent on a, me being a good person and B um, you know, focusing that, that those marketing aspects. Right. And so I was working at, at, at Xerox at the time, I think for about five or six months. And to be honest with you, I was like pretty checked out there. I still was the top performer and sold lots of business and stuff like that. We had a good pipeline already built up, but I was checked out. I was like really into like, okay, I want to work this deal. I want to get business going. Like at my plan within probably like a couple of weeks was like, I'm going to do this. And after about, you know, six months, I, I had maybe one sale lined up. It wasn't like I had a pipeline going. It was, I had a sale or two lined up. It was what I wanted to do with my life at the time. And I completely just kind of took that leap of faith. And I took some of the stuff that Eric taught me and some of my, my marketing background and kind of where he was going with the business. And I really ran with it um, through a social, social platform and, and a digital landscape. Um, and really just kind of just took a leap of faith, like with credit card debt is really it. And just to try to try to run ads through social media way. I didn't do like the whole sphere of influence word of mouth right off the bat. Um, I recommend doing that to all you new agents out there. Uh, but that is not the path that I took. I, uh, looking back at, it, I think a little bit of my ego got in the way of, you know, I want to build a scalable business. I don't want to reach out to friends and family. I'm going to do it my way. Right. And it, luckily it worked because it could have crashed and burned pretty easily, but, yeah. um, you know, really, really kind of ran with the, the, the social media perspective and, and generated every lead myself. I work with a small boutique brokerage, never been given a handoff lead or any business in my entire life, minus referrals from, from business we've done. So awesome. awesome. Take us to your first transaction in real estate. How did that go? Was it a smooth one or how did, how'd that play out? Good question. It actually went really smooth. Oh, good. Um, I had about the absolute, and I got to be careful. I had the worst agent on the other end of things that you could ever ask for. So the deal itself went pretty smooth um, due to my Xerox background and sales background and negotiation was something I was used to. I got everything my client wanted. Everything went smooth overall, but the agent was kind of a jerk, to be honest with you, especially for like a newbie. Like I told him like, hey man, this is like uh, throughout the process, like this right. is my first deal, blah, blah, blah. And, and he really kind of threw me under the bus a couple of times. Nothing that affected my client just wasn't exactly uh, a class act along the way, in my opinion, but that's all right. There's a lot of colorful personalities in this business. And that's honestly what I love about it is, you know, that that was, if anything, a blessing in disguise because it puts a chip on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. I was super, super, super blessed to have great parents, great upbringing, right? And just was taught like always doing the right thing is the right thing. And so in a business with a landscape as competitive as ours and with as colorful personalities as you have as the, the residential real estate side of things and really real estate sales in general, I'm sure commercial is not much better. Um, you know, it, it really kind of gave me a chip on my shoulder, like, okay, like I can out negotiate any of these people. I know that I'm going to do right by, by my client. I know I'm going to do the right thing. I'm not going to be shady along the way. So it gave me motivation. Like I can't wait to just destroy people like that with goodness. Right. Yep. And, I, and I don't mean about it like in a negative way, just like I'm going to kill people with kindness yeah. and I'm still going to win. Um, for a lot of years, I called on some pretty na big names throughout Southeast Michigan in the real estate world as the Xerox guy. Right. 
And some of them are fantastic people. And some of them didn't treat me that well as the Xerox guy. And now I'm excited to kind of go toe to toe with them with the bigger listings or, you know, in a competitive way. So first listing went super smooth, got my client everything we wanted. It was before the market was as crazy as it is today. We negotiated some concessions. Um, he's still in the house, loves the house, talk to him all the time. Um, the agent, on the other hand, really was, uh, we'll call it motivational moving forward uh, to, to, to be competitive in, 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 the, in the Southeast Michigan landscape. So that's a nice awesome. way to put it. <laughs> where, where did you learn all your marketing from? Yeah. So, um, few places, like, like I mentioned, like Eric, uh, was, you know, on, on social and Facebook and that's, he's like, Hey, this is working. And, you know, and so he, he definitely introduced me to the Facebook world, but, but I really do learn, uh, uh, learn a lot in that uh, area and kind of nerd out over it. Right. Um, yeah. I'm a huge Gary V fan. I'm sure you guys are familiar with Gary V. Like yep. when you could talk to a lot of human beings in the world and very few people have probably consumed as much content of his as, as I have. Um, but I follow multiple podcasts. I, I'm, I'm a huge believer in continued education, right? So anytime I'm in the car longer than 10, 15 minutes, I have a podcast book on tape, um, something I'm knocking out. I usually do at least two books a month uh, on tape. I still digest tons of Gary Vee and other, you know, influencers in the, in the marketing landscape. And I, and I learned by being what Gary would say is a practitioner, right? Um, I, I tell people the Facebook platform alone, although you can show someone how to run an ad and stuff like that, but to really understand the Facebook platform all the way through and be a true practitioner, that's not like a college course. That's almost a college degree, just that one platform. It's yeah. insanity of how far you can take it and where that plugs in with different places. And so YouTube is huge, right? And just continually to learn these platforms and they change so fast. Facebook today was completely different as it was three months ago and light years different than six months ago, let, mm -hmm. let alone going back four years when I started on it, right? And yeah. so if you want to be good in a digital landscape, you actually have to enjoy it. You have to nerd out over it and you have to continually get better at it. Uh, although you can outsource some of it, I think you really need to know, know um, what you're doing to be to, to truly, to truly uh, um, execute on it and have a lot of success for it. Yeah, awesome. Tell us a little bit about the, is it called moving, moving Motown? Moving Motown. Yes. Yeah. What is that? Tell everybody what that is. <laughs> so um, that initially started as Matt Talbot TV, like what ego-based marketing right there. I try not to No. So uh, <laughs> um, no. So what the idea with moving Motown initially was I, I wanted to be a realtor who, who, who showcased Southeast Michigan. Cause I think it's a great place to live and there's tons of cool companies. There's tons of cool shows. There's great entrepreneurs like yourself, right. That are doing really cool things throughout Southeast Michigan. And so I wanted to showcase restaurants and entrepreneurship and businesses and people and just, and put it in a good light, right. In a, in a world where there's like, you know, you go on social media and there's so much black and white and blue versus red and this and that, and everyone's just trying to fight. I, I'd like to bring people together because, you know, as a realtor, I think you realize people a lot more similar than you might think. Um, people, when you really get to know them and have real conversations with them, you know, the stuff you see online, a lot of time is the, the, the five or 5% 5 differences when 95% of those human beings are a lot more similar than they think. So the idea was that with, of, of Matt Talbot TV at the time was to showcase the community and show the similarities there. Um, it evolved into moving Motown, just a name I came up with along the way. And, and now I really try to separate real estate from moving Motown. I yeah. don't, I don't say, Hey, this is Matt. Um, I'm a licensed real real realtor and, and, you know, and come buy a house for me. This is moving Motown. It's more, this is its own cool project. And I'm really trying to separate the two. Um, mm -hmm. Eventually I'll probably turn it into an official nonprofit and stuff like that. But we do a podcast 
podcasts, we do blogs and blogs and really try to showcase the community. Um, COVID has taken a step back. I need to be more like yourself and kind of run with the, the digital way and Zoom and stuff like that. Um, we have a couple episodes that I shot that haven't been released yet. So my goal is to plan on re-releasing those uh, shortly and picking up where we left off and, and really doing a lot more there. So I'm excited for, for that avenue. Yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Tell, tell us about some of the last uh, couple uh, episodes or uh, blogs you guys Yeah, did. I think the last one we dropped. So I have a couple recorded that I haven't put out yet. Um, like COVID hit and it was like, it was, it was weird, right? Because you had COVID, you had a lot of things going on in the world last year. And I wanted to make sure to review the people we film with that, Hey, this content is still okay to put out because the world was just in a crazy place. Right. Um, the last one we did with, was with uh, a group called enjoy Detroit. Um, David is the founder of enjoy Detroit. Uh, it is his nonprofit side project. He also owns multiple businesses, main business is a print shop in downtown Detroit. But um, David is extremely motivational for me in the fact that he really talks to talk and walks to walk. Okay. This is the guy that when COVID hit every single day, went out and bought groceries and dropped them off to, to the residents of, of, of Detroit, of the city who needed it. And really consistently, not just sometimes, not just when it, it makes sense, consistently 365 days a year really puts out as much as he can to help the community. Okay. He does drives, he does giveaways, he does as much as he possibly can to help the city of Detroit. Uh, those were the last guys I had on. I really enjoyed them. I look forward to staying in touch with David and his team and, and just the stuff that they're doing in the city of Detroit is unbelievable. Like people comment on his Instagram. If you follow those guys, like David for mayor and all this stuff, because he really is living a selfless life. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate people like that. And I'd like to aspire, aspire to be, be like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you learned anything that you've stuck with you from anyone that you've interviewed so far on Moving Motown that has kind of crossed over into real estate? Yeah, every single episode I, I've, yeah. I've learned I've learned a ton. Um, the first episode we had was uh, uh, Harlow. He's uh, he's a DJ producer. Mm -hmm. um, he's really good, and he's he's really stuck to consistency and doing what you love no matter what trials and tribulations life throws at them. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've had multiple people. Community Push was, it's a skateboarding organization in downtown Detroit. They do a lot for local kids um, and set up skate parks and kind of facilitate that in the right way. Um, I, I've learned just 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 a ton. Armand uh, owns Jab's Gym in Detroit. He's like um, most dedicated, most committed is like his slogan. And this guy works like this guy's crazy. He's up every day at 4.30 in the morning. He does 10 classes a day at the gym and continually, continually uh, works at it. So he gets that? up super early. Too. Yeah, like, I know. So four at, in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I at one point, I, this is a great opportunity. I wanted to give Brad a shout out because, you know, we have lots of vendors and partners and stuff that, that we work with through the years. And this guy really does it too. I mean, he, he, he is completely committed to his business. You can tell it's a complete passion for him and he does all the right things in the right ways. The fact that this podcast is even happening just shows he's trying everything he can to, to generate the business for him and his people. And, and he's got a fantastic product to serve. So um, it's, yeah, we, as an example, we'd love to have you on the podcast one day on our podcast to switch, to switch gears a little bit, but yeah. it really doesn't go unnoticed, man. It really doesn't. And, and I know that you guys are just exploding and it's for the right reasons. And I know that, um, you have good, good team and good people, um, on board, which is, which is the whole, the whole thing. So. Awesome. Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll join you guys. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sweet. Yep. So kind of moving forward with real estate, where do you see yourself in the next five years? 
five years. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been thinking a lot on this lately. I, uh, right now I'm really kind of like pot committed to growing my team. And, and when I mean growing, I mean, slowly adding the right people and the right pieces of the puzzle. Yep. We don't want to just recruit agents, recruit agents. We get agents all the time that reach out to us and stuff like that. And, and, you know, it's all about having the right fit for the right role. Um, I'm really looking at how I look at the structure of my team. Okay. And I'm really looking at personality traits and who fits what role for what reason. And yep. my goal is to make sure that we put people in the right place and they do jobs in which that they like to do. Okay. This mm-hmm. isn't like I have the secret sauce. I'm going to, I'm going to teach you the secret sauce and you're going to be a millionaire. Right. That's not the idea. I want to put people in the right position. And, and I really want to grow to the point where my team, both professionally and personally, we set real goals and help them attain those goals, whether it's inside of real estate or outside of real estate and making sure that we, we develop a really cool brand uh, um, with the right people for the right reasons. So that's, that's my biggest goal. We of course have strategic goals as far as like, you know, deals and revenue and stuff like that, that we want to hit, but more importantly, getting the right people on the bus um, is what I call it. It's a book, good to great. It's about building great companies. And I really want to get the right people on the bus and the rest of this stuff will figure itself out. So that's really my five year plan. Is there one question that you ask people who are trying to join your team that you like the one question that you ask that really gets you to know them or see if they're a good fit? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know if I have one in particular. I think yeah. there's always one moment in like an interview or during yep. a conversation where either I know, or I don't know, like <laughs> I, I can. And again, I don't think it's perfect because I think, you know, actually going back to Gary V's material, he talks about this a lot. It's hard to, it's really hard to be a good hirer, right? Um, because anyone could dress up nice and say the right things in an interview. Anyone can get on camera for 10 minutes and not screw up, right? Anyone can do that. It's a whole different thing to actually be passionate about what you do. It's a whole different thing to really talk the talk, right? So, um, but, you know, I, I've been super blessed. So my, my first hire is Numish Patel. He's been the absolute best business decision I've ever made in my entire life. We recruited him to come on board. He's been an absolute rock star and game changer for me, for my business. And he, he really, if I could have a hundred of him, I don't care. He could make it happen because that's, that's just who he is. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't think there's a specific question. It's more like the motivation and, you know, how people talk about a themselves or others is kind of my key pillars to our team anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Is it more about other people or is it more about yourself? Is it more about, um, you know, ways you were helping people or ways that you're helping yourself? Is it more about your just income potential or is it, you know what I mean? So there, there's a lot of those conversations that just for me, it's like, does this seem to be a good fit or not? Yeah. Um, and to be quite honest, we, we've done a little bit of hiring, but it's not something I've done like you know, strategically for years and years and years. That was actually my question for, for you guys is where are you at as far as you're in like every state now or what? Like, how's that? How, how, Almost, yeah. Let's see if I can name them all. Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, we'll start on the west side of the state or side of the country. Yeah. <laughs> I think we west got uh, um, Seattle. We're working on, working on Portland. I'll be off Seattle, um, LA, Phoenix, Denver, Houston, wow. Dallas, uh, what's the one in the middle? Um, St. Louis. Um, a lot of Wisconsin, no, not all of it yet, but um, mm-hmm. Chicago, uh, Michigan, of course. Yep. Um, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, Columbus, um, Cincinnati, 
um, Cleveland, New York City now. Yep. Um, uh, let's see, Pittsburgh. Florida. Florida. Yep. Yep. A lot of Florida now. Yeah. So that's probably our uh, Wisconsin and then Florida. All of it. So Tampa, Orlando, Miami, mm-hmm. um, Atlanta. We're all over. <laughs> yeah. I think we have almost got all of them. I, I yeah. can barely keep track of I think them you all. counted. I think you got did them you, all. Did you say Hawaii? Oh, we're working on Hawaii. Oh, yeah. We're working that on Hawaii. Actually, oh, recent, I, I tagged uh, one of our clients who went to Hawaii recently and I tagged her. I said, hey, you know anyone out there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, we just posted that one. We're like, Ooh, we're, cause we, we talked about doing it. Like, like we've had this plan for like two years now and we were going to do it all last year. And then we just, uh, COVID happened. So we weren't able to hire as much as we wanted to. Um, but we are able to, we have this, like, we have this Google maps, custom maps that we have, like, this is where we should be at this year. This is where we should be at this year. This is where we should be at this year. Yes. And Hawaii's on there. And we're like, and this year we're like, you know what? We're going. We're all of a sudden, we're yeah. like, like last yep. week, we're like, you know what? No time better than now. Let's go. Yep. We're going to do it. Let's Think do how it. cool those pictures will be. I know. I know right? You see it's our like, ones from, from LA? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was I mean, like, like, LA, Hawaii, like some of the most fire real estate in the planet, right? It I know. Happen. It's like crazy. I mean, all of a sudden, you're like, I mean, we're in Colorado we're, too. We forgot to mention that one. Yeah. Colorado yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but you know how we're used to like Michigan and all of a sudden we like see Florida and we see yeah. LA, yeah. we see everywhere else. So and we're different. like, well, like, these are awesome. And yeah. it's like just a standard house. So everyone yeah, yeah, who so, lives there is probably like, this is normal. Nemish today was, uh, um, we, we did a referral in Texas recently, I think Austin or something. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. even remember where, but we did a referral and, and he's like, this is what uh, they're looking at for new construction in wherever, like a small town outside of Austin, I want to say. And it was like $400,000 price, but like brand new build. Like here would be yep. like $900,000 house probably. I'm just like, you know, it's like such a different, it's, it's interesting to see how that, how that plays out. Um, but uh, good, good for you. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. That's a lot to take on. And, but, but at the same time, when you, when you, when you have good foundation, which I think that you guys yep. do, and, I, and I've been around for a couple of years now and watched from afar, right. Where, where I'm, I'm, I'm watching oh, yeah. what you're doing and, when you have good foundation, it's a very scalable thing, right? Yep. And, and so what, when you when you get the right people and you hire for the right reasons, when you have a good repeatable product, what you do, which is a huge oh, yeah. reason why you, we use you guys, it's quick turnaround. They're fantastic. I think the best in the business, right? Um, when it comes to quality. So it, it, you're checking all the boxes and it's a scalable thing. So yep. um, while I'm sure there's a lot of uh, growing pains with that, um, oh, good, yeah. good, good for you. You should be very proud because that's, uh, I know that's not easy to, to, to just all of a sudden be, be literally all over the place. Oh yeah. And that hiring process, actually, since you were talking about the hiring one, um, we, I think we probably hired like, five, or talked to like 550 people now in the last <laughs> probably like five weeks. Yeah. Um, it's been, so we got the hiring, we've, we figured out what works and we figured out what doesn't work. Of course, we're going to time will tell which ones we hired were so good. Let yeah. me flip your question on you. Like what, what worked, what is like one of the things that works and what should I look out for moving forward here? This is, a, this is yeah. A so like our favorite, like the most, the question that gets the most, um, the, for us, like that tells the most for somebody. Yeah. The question we get the most value from. Yeah. Is we ask, um, teach us something in 60 seconds or less. And you don't okay. give them any outline. You don't give them yeah. anything. And yes. what that, what happens is, is that person's, you're going to tell if that person will get stressed out or not. 
Yes. You'll also tell if they are somebody that thinks outside the box or somebody that's going to want to be inside the box, because if they're inside the box, they're going to ask you, well, what's all the requirements? Is it something you need to know? Is it something, right. Uh, right. something you don't know? What is it? Yeah. So that, that right there, like you'll, once you ask somebody that you'll see right away if that, because if they just like, you'll see like all of a sudden someone will be like, they'll think for like 59 seconds and they'll try to <laughs> like teach you something one in one second. second. Yep. <laughs> and then the other one over there will be all stressed out. Be like, you see him freaking out there. I got to find something. I got to find something. I got to find something. Then you're like, well, that's yeah. not a right person, but that right there. Yeah. That one see question, how they handle under pressure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, which is, yeah, which is huge, especially like in your world, if you're doing a lot of residential stuff, right. It's just like mm-hmm. things happen on shoots. It's always, Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to same with yours. Like if you're yeah. hiring an agent and you can see them getting stressed out and you see if they ask you too many questions or in that question, if they're yeah. going to ask you that many questions, you're like, I don't know, do I want to hire you or not? Of course, like yours is like, <laughs> you're, you're a little different model for that. But if you're like a, an assistant or something like that, that would be more something that would. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to, I'm going to roll with that one. I, I like that. I like, uh, yeah. Uh, one of my first, when I was at Xerox, uh, my, my VP at the time, he like really put me on the spot and like, he was just, it was just a test. But he was like, the interview went fantastic, like super nice guy. Things were going good. Then all of a sudden he just was a complete asshole just to be like as rude as he possibly could. Oh, just to see. To see how it responds. And he's like, cause I was like, it was my first job out of school. And he's like, well, Matt, you're saying all the right things, but do you really think you have what it takes and blah, blah, blah. Like you're just out of school. You don't know anything yet, but like just oh, really man. just laying it on. And it was like, like blew my hair back, you know? And then I like took one second, like gathered myself. And I was like, yeah, of course, like this is a layup. I got it. You know what I mean? Like, and I like, like I flipped it luckily or else I might not even be where I'm at today. Cause I probably wouldn't have got that job, but it, uh, it's interesting to put people on the spot like that to see how, how, how they respond. And I think you see like the vulnerability is a good thing. I think it's important for people to be uh, vulnerable for, for yeah. sure and kind of be able to put themselves out there. If I can talk today to, to be able to put themselves out there and, and be, be able to be themselves. Right. And yeah. like you said, you don't want people freaking out by any means, but you also want them to give you that, that answer that they give you could be a very, um, it's not something you can plan for. It's not a strategy thing. It's like, I have this call, this, this question or call in my head that I'm going to be able to respond this way. You got to think on your feet and you'll see who they really are. So. Yep. For sure. What cool. is, um, what's like one of the books that you got the most value from, um, that you could recommend to somebody? Yeah, I got to tread lightly here. So I recently read a book <laughs> and this is, <laughs> so this book I really recommend, but not in the business perspective. I, I just recently read Sapiens which like really just flipped my whole head around on like the world and human beings and stuff. Great book. That's the first one that comes to mind. Um, Start with why is one of my favorite marketing books. So when it comes to business, start with why is like a huge, huge one. Um, That one really changed, changed my perspective on Mark. It didn't really change my perspective. It like just made like when you read a good book, it makes sense. You're like, this is the answer. Right. And I think, like uh, they talk about people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Right. And so like to me, and it's, it's not necessarily about selling, if you're doing the thing for the right reason, right. then people are attracted to that, just like you guys, right. You're getting up every day at four in the morning because you love what you do. You're into photography and you built a scalable business around something that you like to do. Right. Yep. That's awesome. Like, that's how everyone should think. If everyone thought that way, instead of, hey, how can I make the most money? Or this is the easiest thing, or this opportunity that I have. Everyone thought like, hey, what do I like to do? Or, it, you know, it's not always a perfect science, right? Not everyone could be LeBron James that likes to play basketball. But if you 
find passions within your industry or what you're doing and you focus on that portion, you just live a whole different lifestyle. It's a whole different world. It doesn't feel like work. There's, you know, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of grind in the real estate world for sure, but yeah, 80, 90% of it, I, I really do enjoy. And, and, you know, and so it's a matter of finding right people to fit within from there. But um, so yeah, start with why is a big one. Uh, you put me on the spot. Hold on, let me real quick. Let me just sense since we're here. I'm just I'll do recent ones. Uh, do you do uh, audiobooks a lot? I know you said when you're in the car, yeah. you like to do the. Do you I'm read my, or my, recent, my recent ones for funsies? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like of course, uh, you gotta love the uh, rich dad poor dad millionaire next door. Those are like back in the day, like self motivation stuff that's still in there from way yep. back. Um. I really like uh, Never Split the Difference is a great yep. like negotiation book. I like that a lot. It sounds so cheesy, but I really liked uh, Matthew McConaughey, his new book, Green Lights. It was very yeah. educational. And I think like I have a lot in common with him after reading that. Uh, the Greatest Salesman in the World is another recent one that I, that I read. Super short, easy read. But those are all like business sales, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yep. There's, there's awesome. some others out there. I think about Good to Great was a good business book that I read course on all the the uh, millionaire real estate agent books and stuff like that um you know there's there's little nuggets in all of them for sure yep for sure okay last question um what is uh let's say you had to start all over today and you had a thousand dollars in your pocket what would you do in your first month i had to start all over with a thousand dollars in my pocket i would actually do it differently so when i started i would have put it all into facebook um i would have run social media campaigns on facebook uh today I would have looked at my sphere of influence and I would have figured out anywhere from five to a hundred gifts for close clients to let them know that I uh, close clients and, and, and sphere of influence and f- friends and family let, let them know that I'm in real estate and why and that I'm thinking about them and I would start to develop those relationships as best as possible. Awesome. Yeah. Well, perfect. Is there anything else you want to share with everybody before we go? No, I think it's good. I'm, I'm like, again, I, I really, uh, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate that. But I, I, I'm really proud and impressed to associate myself with your guys' brand. You're exploding. If I, Honestly, if you ever need a referral, if you ever need anything at all from me, let me know across the country. I mean, I, I really think that it's a scalable thing. I think that you have a great team. Everyone that I've worked with have been really positive to be, to be around and stuff like that. So continue to hone in on that, continue to hire the right people and continue to work hard. And, and I, I can't wait to see where you guys take take your business and, and, and the podcast and the show. I hope you guys get a freaking million followers this month. For sure, so. so wheat. Well, thanks. Well, um, how can people get a hold of you and where can they follow you? Yep. Uh, listingmi.com is the website. Matthew Talbot Realtor on Facebook. Uh, the Talbot team on Instagram. Those are kind of the, the go-to ones. And Moving Motown. If you're in Detroit, Metro Detroit, if you just want to follow what's going on, follow the Moving Motown stuff. It's uh, at Moving Motown everywhere. Um, you know, that's my side project, but it really is a passion. And if you want to be featured on that show, if anyone hears this, that thinks that they would be a good fit, give me a holler and we're happy to, to get that set up. Sweet. Sounds good. Thanks for being on. Hey, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Hello. Hello. Are Hello? you there? Are you there? Are you there? Hey guys, we just wanted to thank you for uh, listening on uh, either uh, podcast or on uh, the YouTube video here. If you guys wanted to subscribe, that would be awesome. That would mean a lot to us. And if you guys could give us a five-star review as well, that would be amazing. And we'll see you on the next one. See ya.